Hello everyone, welcome to Episoda Podcast. We want to show you what kind of companies we have in the UAE region, inspire you with a great business stories and introduce you to the cutting-edge technology. A little disclaimer, today's episode is an extract from the video interview, so for the best experience and better context, you can watch the full episode on our YouTube channel. And now, let's jump to the episode. How many bottles you need to collect in order to have one t-shirt, let's say. Hey guys, in last episode we spoke about food and agrotechnology company. This time I'm in Dubai Science Park and we're visiting company that designs and manufactures clothing. Clothing from recycled plastic bottles. Let's go and check them. Okay, Chris, so thank you for lovely tour around your office. My pleasure. I would love to now to find out, like, where is the beginning of Degrade? Uh, well, I guess it stemmed from um, when I was younger. Um, I used to be very much into surfing, and I was lucky enough to um, to have a, a magazine at the time, a surfing magazine, and I travelled quite a lot around uh, around the UK and Europe um, and down to Spain and around the Balearics and saw how much plastic that there was on the beaches and um, at the time didn't think really in terms of what that what could be done with that until later on when I started getting into the textile manufacturing business and looking at the feasibility of using PET plastic as polyester. When we can consider where Degrade started, like how many years ago? Um, registered in the UK in 2010 and then started here in 2012. So how come your journey led to UAE? Well, it was by default, really, that um, uh, my wife was given an opportunity to work out here. And at the same time, we looked at the feasibility of trying to set something up in Dubai. Um, it wasn't the first uh uh, country that we had considered, but certainly with the vision uh, that uh, that Sheikh Mohammed has here, and with the businesses that are already operating here, uh, coupled with the low recovery rates and the opportunities for large scale events, uh, we thought that uh, Dubai would be a, a very good uh, place to start manufacturing. Can you like highlight one of the products that I would say sell the best? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's polo shirts, caps and bags all the time. Probably 70% of our business is, is those, are those three products. Um, we had a lot of success initially in Europe with replacing plastic bags because the supermarkets wanted to replace plastic bags. So we developed a bag for life from recycled plastic bottles. Um, and we still do that product today. But you mentioned in Europe. Do you guys like export these? Yeah, ones? yeah. So we okay, do manufacture so. for European companies as well as American and Australian companies. All right. Can you tell me more about Expo? Because is it? Can we say it's achievement to to get that partnership? Yeah, I mean, we had to pitch uh, with uh, a lot of other companies. Um, for us, it's a great opportunity to showcase our products. Um, for Expo, I think it's a good opportunity for them to be working with a sustainable fashion brand um, like ours. If we can get in front of the global brands by being at Expo, then that will certainly help our, our, our cause. 
We're also doing a lot of manufacturing for Expo themselves, for the event. So we're, we're, we're looking at producing the media kits with the photographers. I mean, 70,000 photographers they're expecting. So those are where the volumes are that we need. Yeah, so you mean like a vest or some... Exactly, yeah. a waistcoat with pockets so that you can put your lenses and okay. all your bits and pieces in. And uh, then for the volunteers as well, there's a you know, significant volume with that. Um, and that's really what we need in order to drive the business. Did you have any investments? No. Fortunately, my wife was working. She kind of supported me for the first few years. Uh, she also helped with the business. Um, but up until only two years ago, we were running completely on our own, using our own money, um, managing to make a profit, a small profit, never, never having any debt. Um, and uh, two years ago, we met uh, my partner, uh, Jerome Adrianson and his family, Um, and they have an in, they have an industry background in plastics, so we thought that that was a great match because obviously the the plastics the technical side of plastics uh, the composition of plastics is not something that I really ha have knowledge of. Um, so to have uh, Jerome's family on board was was uh, very helpful for us, and they in fact invested in the business in order to allow us to get into the manufacturing side of the process. Okay, so you like join together now yeah. on your website. You actually building a, a plant or, or, or? Yeah, the actual building is built. Okay. So the machinery is being installed. Um, we have uh, the brawn from the Far East and the brains from Europe. So the brawn being the conveyor belts and the motors and all the system that's going to the, the drive the actual flow. Okay. But the technology behind the sensors is all from Norway and Germany. So we have sensors that can detect any small particles of uh, contaminant that is going through the system and at different stages of the system take it out and put it into another bag which can then process it. Um, and that, I mean, you know, when you're looking at the flake, the output that we have is, is very, very clean. Um, But if you have anything like a piece of metal in there, when you go to the fiber stage and the extrusion stage, and you're forcing at high pressure hot plastic liquid through tiny little holes and a piece of metal gets in, then it, you could have a serious problem. So it's really important from our side to get the, the optical sorters um, to, to do their job correctly and to ensure that we don't have any contamination in the flake. Okay. When is it going to be ready? When uh, <laughs> me and my team can visit you? That's the uh, $6 million dollar question. But yes, we do, ha we do ha have a, a date now. We have everything signed um, with Kizad, which is where the plant is going to be um, established. We have all the approvals, which has taken a lot longer than we expected them to take. We hoped that going to uh, the government with our plan would have been uh, a fairly quick Um, negotiation, but it has taken months, uh, if not years, to actually get the approvals that we finally need in order to, to begin the operations. Um, but we've also had um, a lot of support along the way, as I said, with the Environment Agency, Abu Dhabi, and with the Minister of Climate Change here in Dubai, who have been very supportive. In fact, they're engaged with some of the collections themselves at the moment as well, so that's, that's going to be great. 
Um, and uh, yeah, we are going to be the only company in the UAE that is recycling PET plastic. From our point of view, we will be the first to market. Let's let's hope that there's enough plastic in there to attract other partners in future. But first of all, we have to build up that feedstock uh, to ensure that we can be sustainable. I wish uh, successful open. Thank you. Can you tell me more, like how, as a business, how do you guys do sales? So we're very fortunate because we have a unique product that we get approached by many of the companies that we work with. So we don't actually send salespeople out onto the road knocking on doors. Uh, most of our business comes from companies that really want to buy into our process uh, and really want to engage with us on recycling and have a tangible product to show for it. So. Uh, I mean, our client list is over 100 customers. Um, probably the top 20 blue chip companies in the world, um, which we work with on a contract basis. Um, and yeah, I mean, once we start working uh, with these companies, we tend to get repeat business. So it's not so much cold selling, it's more servicing existing inquiries. So let's say brand contacting you and they like saying, I don't know, was the volume or number we're like, we would like to have X amount of t-shirts? Generally speaking, our, our MOQs for manufacturing are around 200, um, if it's a fabric that we've got in stock. If it's not, if it's something we have to dye a specific color for a Pantone reference or, or a specific custom color, then it's 5,000 pieces. Um, and you'll see the price drop by half from 200 to 5,000. From the volume. It is a numbers game, um, and the more companies that uh, produce uh, or, or buy into sustainable fabrics, the easier it's going to become for companies like us. So with this trademark, Greenspun? So we're very proud of Greenspun. Greenspun was the first, uh, first um, trademarked yarn, recycled yarn, to produce 100% recycled polar fleece jacket for Marks and Spencers in the UK. Um, and that was really the first chance we got to get Greenspun on the map. Um, and since then, we've developed product for a lot of the UK high street, Tesco's, um, Marks and Spencers, Morrison's, um, Boots, the chemist, um, all recycled product with Greenspun branding. Uh, we also did quite a large range of products for Coca-Cola, um, Greenspun branded for Landmark Group here in the UAE um, using Coca-Cola assets um, and we were approved by Coca-Cola to supply recycled product. Um, so Greenspun has has got a, a, a good heritage. Um, I would obviously like to see Greenspun on, on any uh, fabrics that we supply to the high street, but at the moment we only supply finished garments. I think in the next year to 18 months, we will start supplying fabrics. And then maybe in the next three to five years, we'll start supplying yarns under the Greenspun branding. Future plan is to supply material for other brands? Yeah. So when you look at Lycra, as an example, Lycra was developed by DuPont. Um, and DuPont are a chemical company. Um, Lycra is one of the brands that they own. But you will find Lycra on... Uh, clothes that you could buy from many, many different shops. Yes. So we want to be really the lycra of sustainability with Greenspun. 
So, so what's next? Let's say degrade vision. For us, um, we have a we have a business model that is um, not only sustainable but also scalable. So we could scale this business into any other territory where they have a plastic problem. We want to be known as the company that can can go in there really and and help uh, help them uh, recover it. So help with the know-how or just actually build one of the facilities? Or? Um, both, really. I mean, we can't do everything ourselves. We rely a lot here as well on waste management companies uh, to separate the, the material. Unfortunately, the actual recovery levels have gone down over the past 10 years. Um, that might be because of consumer awareness still by generation not understanding the importance of recycling. Um, but also it might be because there isn't enough offtake for the waste management companies to be able to make money out of actually recycling it rather than landfilling it. Because landfill tax was only bought in last year for the first time. In the UAE. In the UAE. Uh, and it's very minimal, but it's still a cost. That is why a lot of the waste management companies here have suddenly focused on trying to sort the materials and trying to actually create a revenue from those materials from people like us who, who are ready and waiting to sign off-take agreements if they can give us the plastic that we need. So we're, we're encouraging these people to change their business model because up until now, waste management companies have been really responsible for taking waste from A to B and not actually processing it into a material that they could get a revenue from. Okay, so that's uh, that's you are capable to do and, uh, and ready for that. I'm making that commitment on camera. <laughs> we <laughs> will buy up to a thousand tons a month of your plastic if you invest in sorting machinery. There you go. Just just outreach the degrade, and that's it. <laughs> Biggest challenge you guys have as a company. Certainly the, the recovery of clean material is where the problems start. Once you have the clean material and you take it through the process, it, it's fairly straightforward because everything is a mechanical process. Um, but you can't account for human behavior. Uh, and that is the biggest challenge that we have. It depends on education. It depends on, um, on how uh, the infrastructure can be set out to make it easy for people. Um, and it kind of relies on people being responsible. The vision for us would be to be the new Lycra of sustainability and have our green spun tag on any other brand's products just to show that the fabric itself is sustainable um, and has been uh, audited through our supply chain. Okay, well, this is what I wish for you. Thank you. Hopefully, yeah, in the future, near future, we will going to see the your branding already on the other brand. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, check it out our episode up YouTube channel to get the best show experience. Be inspired, get ideas, learn from business mistakes, and discover the United Arab Emirates business community. Thank you so much and till the next episode.